Welcome to the Sassiest Stylist Podcast on the planet with your super sassy host, Sophie B. My mission is to reignite the fire within the everyday stylist whilst pumping sass and passion into our future hairy generation. On this podcast, I will be keeping it real by sharing all of my top tips as a hair colorist from behind the chair and introducing you to all of my hairy friends I have met along the way. Get ready for lots of giggles and a super sassy knowledge bombs are plenty. One, two, three, get sassy. Woo! Hey guys, today I am sizzing like a bottle of Sassesco because this is my first ever interview podcast where I ask my five questions of sass to one of my hairy chums I've met during my 26 years in hairdressing. My first victim is only blooming Lucy Q, or as I call her, Lou Jella. Welcome to the sassiest podcast on the planet, gorgeous. Hello. Hello, gorgeous. You okay? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on. I, I'm so excited, apart from the Lou Jella bit, that is definitely sticking. <laughs> I keep getting called Lugella. Even my other half now calls me Lugella. It's just perfect for you. <laughs> um, and for those of you who don't know what we're giggling about, it isn't really actually a private joke anymore because the whole of the hair industry agrees. Um, but basically, I think Lucy's voice sounds really smooth and really fancy. I'm really posh and then I watched them you know when Nigella was doing the microwave thing (laughs) and then I thought oh my god it's only blooming Lucy Q and yeah it's just kind of stuck there isn't it (laughs) but but it's so funny because I've never thought of myself as posh and anybody that knows me laughs at it it's like you're so far from posh it's hilarious <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because I'm really sound really chavvy you just sound really posh in comparison <laughs> no well I always say my mum made me sound like this because we're we're originally from Bristol and uh-huh. we, we put ER on the ever, end of everything so like what so it'd be like um so prime example like my cousin always says to me my mum's called Brenda and he always says to me how's our brand loose and like they they sound like that so if I ever didn't pronounce anything properly my mum would stop me and say no Lucy you say it this way bear in mind she has the most Bristolian accent known to man so it's so her fault. Know. It's her fault. I sound like well, Lucella. Do, do, you know, do you know what, though? I reckon I could listen to you read the phone book and it would just be, like, amazing. And if you ever want to pack in hairdressing, you need to do, you know, when you do adverts and stuff for Marks and Spencers, you'd absolutely smash well, it. I, I, I did have a lady that I'd never met before and she was selling me something we were talking. She said, have you ever thought of doing voiceovers, Lucy? And I was like... Yeah. I was like, yeah, there's a problem. I'm dyslexic. So someone would have to read it to me to then me to read it out. It would be an expensive voiceover. <laughs> oh, well, I think he's super sassy anyway. Do you know what, Lou? I am so super excited to have you with me today for these five questions of sass. But for those listeners out there who haven't got a clue who you are, and I don't know how they would never know who you are because you're everywhere and you're awesome. But let's start with an introduction for our listeners, all right? So, Gorgeous, where in the world are you situated? So, I'm currently situated in Manchester. I've been here, Uh what have I been here now? Four years. 
How did you get there then? Um, so uh, originally born and bred, always in Bristol. Um, and then I took a crazy decision to go on holiday on my own after a divorce. And I met my now current partner on holiday, which... But was it, was it in Magaluf? No. <laughs> so, La- Lanzarote, Lanzarote. And uh, yeah, and we kind of long distance for a bit. And then the only reason I didn't want to leave Bristol was because of my hairdressing clients. And oh. that was the only, and it sounds awful, like obviously not like missing my family. But what kind of turned it for me was when my boyfriend said, Lucy, as much as you're loyal to your clients and they're loyal to you, imagine if their husband or their partner said, right, we're going to move away. Would they yeah. say, oh, no, I've got to stay in Bristol because of Lucy, my hairdresser. And that was yeah. like a realization. I was like, no, of course they wouldn't. So I just and then, decided uh, to do it. What? So what would you say the difference is between clients in Bristol and clients in Manchester then? Massive. That, to me, yeah, in my head, I'm thinking, you must have had to really change yeah. your hairdressing, I, no? Yeah, massively. I had to totally reinvent myself. I mean, for example, in Bristol, I'd probably get through one pot of bleach a month. Yeah. I can get through one pot of bleach with one client in Manchester. Wow. It was, I went from doing freehand balayage. That was, it was very, the best way I can describe it, even though we're not by the sea, it was very relaxed, very, very kind of gentle color, almost not there. And then I moved to Manchester and it was like everybody wanted maximum blonde. They wanted the balayage look with maximum blonde. Yeah. I'd never done foliage or anything like that. And I had to I had to seek out a, a lot of education and change my way of thinking as well. And I love yeah. I love my Manchester clients, but wow are they high maintenance. Oh, yeah, like for example, the first time I went out in Manchester, I was like, "Wow, everybody's stunning." So, whereas in Bristol, <laughs> but, but but honestly, whereas in Bristol, we would probably like for a night out, we'd wear like a nice pair of jeans, pretty top, do our own yeah. hair, makeup. In Manchester, it's like they go and get their hair professionally done, they get their makeup done, they get their fake tan done the day before, their nails, they wear the most stunning clothes wow. they only wear them once and so I've gone from yeah so I've gone from this really laid back kind of culture to almost like couture and like wow factor and I was like wow. at first I was gonna give up hair Justin if I'm honest the first the first <laughs> yeah the first six months I was like I can't do this I, I can't because it, it was oh. such a culture so I actually stopped doing wedding hair when I moved here because right. the brides, no, I did, uh, I did two weddings, and I said that's it. Take, take, take it off the system. I'm not doing them. Yeah, but I, oh, I love wow. it now, and now I don't think I could go back to the work I did down south. Maybe when you retire. Yes, yeah, for an easier <laughs> life. <laughs> And like, where is it that you work, Gorgeous? So at the moment, I'm in a salon in Altrincham, which is a really cool, it's a really cool kind of town vibe. It's got, it's got a really nice kind of, when I say market, I don't say like where your nan goes and buys her loo rolls. It's, (laughs) it's not that type of market. It's like, you know, really cool vibe with food and drinks, obviously not with COVID, but yeah, it's just got a really cool vibe about it. I really like it. Oh, and it's not far it. from where I live, so 
I can still walk around on my day off with no makeup on and nobody knows who I am, but then I'm not too far to go to work. Oh, well, that's good, isn't it? Keeps you nice and fit and healthy as yes. well, Yes, oh, it? yeah, definitely. And how, how long have you been in the industry, though? Um, so I was trying to, it's, it's, it's over 20 years. Yeah, it's a fair, fair old while now. So what am I? I'm almost 40. And, I mean, I started when I was just out of school. So fair old while. Oh, do you know? Do you know what though? It just evolves, doesn't it? Yeah. The industry, and that's I think that's one of the reasons why I just bloody love it because it's just every minute there's something exciting going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean it's like when COVID first happened and everyone was panicking, and I was like, look, we're hairdressers. We're used to. We're designed to evolve with what's happening. We will cope with this absolutely fine. Because if you think like yeah. when we started hairdressing you know, the type of work we did to what we do now. I mean, God, if I said to a client 20 years ago, I'm going to give you roots, they would think I'd absolutely <laughs> lost the plot. <laughs> I, yeah, I used to have clients every, like, three weeks. Yeah, yeah. For, like, a full head of highlights. Yeah, yeah, no, same here. Like, you, your clients booked when they left, like, six yeah. weeks without fail. Now, the type of work yeah. I do, it's like, I'm lucky if I see them in six months. Yeah, which yeah, I do find hard sometimes because it is hard to build such a relationship. But yeah, the older I am in my career, I actually prefer that because, like I said, I found when I was in Bristol, I got too attached. Yeah. Um, I want to be friendly and I want to get on with my clients, but I think I I did too much for them because I overstepped the the client kind of hairdresser barrier, if that yeah. makes sense. And I think to keep it separate, it, 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 it's hard to do. But I think if you ever manage to do that, you'll be a lot happier. Yes. Well, I, I, I think I've got a better mental balance in Manchester because they're not my friends. Yeah. You know, and, and I think if you would have said that to me 10 years ago, I would have disagreed. I was like, I love the fact that my clients are my friends. But now stepping back... I look at it from a totally different perspective. So perspective, I don't feel yeah. guilty. If I can't get them in, well, that's their tough. They, they knew they should have booked. Whereas before, I would say, well, I'll come in on my day off then and things like that. And you, you... Um, I'm, um, I'm really glad that we're friends because <laughs> I randomly ring you to the podcast and then you do it. Yeah, yeah, because that's my <laughs> issue. I can't say no. <laughs> but I, I did have a goal at this lockdown. I did say to my other half... Any opportunity or anything anyone asks me to do, I'm not going to say no. So I've done like teaching for colleges totally for free. But yeah. just to kind of, I thought, you know, what, I'm going to put a lot. The industry gave me, has given me a lot. I felt like I'm going to give a lot back while I've got this time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think it's great to do that, isn't it? And, and I have formed some incredible relationships. You know, you've been one of them throughout all these lockdowns. Oh my God. And, you know, I've I, loved it. I'm thankful. Yeah. yeah. I'm really thankful. I've met some awesome people. Do you know what? The first lockdown, and it sounds really kind of hippie, but I read the book, um, The Secret. And uh -huh. do you know what? That was the, for the first lockdown. That was the best thing I could have done because throughout all the lockdowns, so much positive things I'd looked rather than being like honestly I was like you I had the cry the meltdown oh my god what am I gonna do and then kind of reading the secret within a couple of weeks I just thought no I'm gonna take everything as a positive and you know what there's so many things that have happened in this lockdown that would never have happened if I was working yeah 
it's a blessing yeah. isn't it? it's a blessing and a curse all yeah at the same yeah. time but I, I can't wait to get back can you oh I'm I'm sick of training heads I put I, yeah, I put too. how many did I count 35 away in a cupboard uh, yesterday no <laughs> that's a freaky cupboard that is a freaky well they're not allowed in in my home I have a half cut handle them I've got one at the moment with my my new wig on it um and I've said to him that one has to stay because my wig has to stay looking nice and he can cope. He doesn't <laughs> mind it with the wig off, but I've shaved her. So when I take the wig off, that freaks him out. Yes, yeah, proper freaky, isn't it? <laughs> oh, bless him. Love a bit of AD. Right, are you ready for the five questions of Sam? Go on, let's go. Let's go. I'm, slight, I'm slightly nervous, but let's go. <laughs> I, I'm really excited. Okay, so first question. How did we actually meet each other? So we met each other through, well, we technically have never actually met each other. I've technically <laughs> never touched you. <laughs> and so that, well, when, when, when you do, I'll be like an excited puppy, <laughs> like a koala around your I'm neck. I'm going to be like pushing you off. Uh, but through different social media channels, wasn't it? Yeah. I can't remember which one, though. No, because I remember asking advice about I wanted to join um, HPS, the high performance stylist. Oh, yeah. And But I knew nothing about it. And I remember saying to you, I think because you were quite big part of it. So I remember reaching out to yeah. you saying, you know, what is it? What will I get from it? And you were like, all the best people are in there, Lucy. You need to get yourself in there. <laughs> and I thought, I love this woman. She's brilliant. Oh. <laughs> And, and you did, I think I remember you did take the time to do like a little call with me. And, you know, so Aww. I think that's how we met. And then I think at each lockdown, we've just kind of reached out to each other a little bit more. Yeah, we have. And do you know what? I think like in this life, you just meet people where like it feels like you've been friends forever. Yeah. And it's um, really easy. It's nice. You've got a mutual respect for each other. But also, like, for me, like, Lucy is somebody that I know I can go to. Um, you know those friends that, like, you can just say anything to and they'll always tell you if you've been love, <laughs> right? So, like, in the nicest possible way. So, like, say I've got an idea about something or say, like, somebody's, I don't know, miffed me off, you know, and I'm a bit upset about something or whatever, or I'm getting social trolled or whatever, and I'm like, Lucy, what do you think about this then? And she will always, rather than jumping on the bandwagon and making me all crazy, she's very kind of like diplomatic, sits back, and she'll be really like objective about a situation and really calming, which I need um, in a friend. And yeah, she's just absolutely awesome. So I'm so I'm so glad we're like Harry B. Definitely, and awesome. and likewise, like you have helped me because obviously I've got a lot of secret stuff going on with my business uh, behind closed doors, and you've been an absolute lifeline with that. But yeah, I mean, I'm always very honest. Like people. You know, when people say to me, oh, you know, can I get your opinion? If they don't know me, the first thing I say is, do you want to hear the truth, though? Because I can't lie. You know, you know, when people yeah. sometimes they want they they're asking your opinion, but they only want the answer that they really want. So like, I've yeah. got a couple of friends and I say, yeah, but do you want the honest truth? And they're like, actually, no, Lucy, I don't want your honest truth. I'll ask somebody else. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just prefer, like, I think because I'm quite a straight person. Yeah. I'm like a bloke, really. Yeah. Like, I'm either all right or I'm not. I don't do this 
medium thing where I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, <laughs> like a woman, like I don't, I could be the cool or I'm not. So I think I need people surrounding me who are a bit like that yeah. as well, you know, not scared to have an opinion. Like, even if I don't like the opinion, I'll still be thankful that, you know, some, and somebody's not doing it to hurt me. They, they do yeah. it to facilitate me to be a yeah, better human. Yeah, because that's the thing know? I always say to people, whatever I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm a nice person. Anything, like, if I've ever offended somebody, you know, the first thing I'll say is, I think you honestly must have taken that the wrong way because everything I say comes from a loving, caring place. You know, I would yeah. never, I mean, God, if I ever upset anyone, I would be mortified. You know, everything I say is always good intentions, but sometimes that doesn't always come across. <laughs> no, and it, it, don't you think it can be really hard in the industry as well with ego? Yes, oh gosh. Definitely. Like, and you never know if you're going to piss someone up yeah. or not, even if you're trying to oh, help. Definitely. I mean, I was a manager of a big salon. We had 30 stylists and I was a manager for 10 years. And I have never cried so much in my life because obviously I was, you know, I wanted to be everybody's friend. I wanted, you know, everybody wants to be liked. But I also had to run this business. It was a successful business. I didn't want to fail. Yeah. And I knew... I was going to upset people along the way. And I really struggled with that. I hated upsetting anybody. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the reasons I left the salon in the end, because I could never drop the manager role because everyone saw me as a manager. But I couldn't, I hated that. I hate, because I went from being their friend to them being their manager and not telling them what to do, but trying to guide them in the right way. And some people don't like change. And like you say, egos do get in the way. I think managing hairdressers is probably the hardest thing in the world because they're artistic. Like you say, even if they don't realise they've got an ego, they do. Yeah, oh, definitely. And it, and they, they might say that, like, you know, during a call or something, they might be like, oh, no, I'm fine. But then yeah. they're not, and then they come off the call, and then they're, like, being all crazy. Like, it is really difficult, but I think you've just got to be, you know, really honest, like, be kind. I think that's a yeah. massive one. Be kind and be be careful. Know that your words, you know, can yeah. hurt people. I, I think you've like, got a word. You've got to think about how would you take it? Like, you know, I remember yeah. it sounds awful, but one of the things I had to do as a manager was talk to one of the girls about her personal hygiene. And that, yeah. honestly, that was probably <laughs> one of the hardest. Sacking somebody, not a problem. Telling them they smell is like, and I was oh, like, right, no. how would, you know, go in with this softly, softly, Lucy, how would I want to, you know, and I, I'll never forget. That. I mean, I'd say that was, oof, 10 years ago, and I'll never forget that conversation. It And obviously she cried, but once she got oh. her head around it, she was like, I'm so glad it was you that told me, Lucy. And, oh, you know, God. but yeah, it's it's hard sometimes. Oh, God, my toes <laughs> curled right round 360. Oh, was, but the worst thing was, is it was all the members of staff saying to me, Lucy, you need to talk to her. And in my head, yeah. I was thinking, how would I feel if everybody thought I smell and I didn't know? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I definitely think you did yeah. the right thing. And I'm sure she's... And, and I kind of said to her, nobody good. else has said anything to me. I just noticed it. So rather than everyone else start noticing it, I thought you'd yeah. never know. <laughs> oh, God. I'm literally I'm oh, dying. Right. Let's go for question two. Okay. What is your funniest or most memorable hairdressing story? Johnson, this is a hard one. I don't... I, I literally was trying to think of, you know, when because I've been doing it for so many years, it's like yeah. it all just kind of rolls into one. Um, I think the hardest thing for me was when I was in Bristol, it was a very small little town. And it was one of those, yeah. like, you couldn't, like, burp without somebody knowing. And, you know, <laughs> I used to find out about a lot of affairs. Um, I would wow. always find and. It, you know, you kind of do this whole, yeah, it's hairdresser confidentiality. Well, there is actually no written contract that says I can't share what you say, just your details. Right. Um, but, yeah, yeah, this woman was actually having an affair with my uncle. Stop <laughs> No. And she had no idea because no. we had different surnames. Oh, and, you know, God. she had absolutely no idea it was my uncle. It was hilarious. What, what did you do? What did you do? Um, well, I was still relatively young back then. I was in my early 20s, so I never, ever said anything. And it, it was one of those that came out in the wash. Um, but I think now, me being me, I would have said something. But I just played along with it. I just played dumb. And I was like, all right, oh. Um, but then oh it was really God. awkward when she started talking a little bit more intimate stuff. And I was like, oh, you don't need to tell me all that side. Oh, no, no, why no, do clients no, feel no, no, you no. want to know everything? Like, the worst ones are the old women. Like, oh, old yeah. women, the stories they've told me, I could write a book on it. Like, oh, my God. I, um, I had a client when I was 18 and she was having a boob job. Um, and basically, like, I was mixing up my colours and stuff in dispense. And then the door went. So I turned around and she's, like, standing there. Um, and she basically got a boob out. <laughs> right. I, I mean, it. what is that I, all I've about? had that a few yeah. times. They do, I generally feel, I mean, I've not had one, so I don't know. But I generally feel I'd probably be the same. If I've spent that much money, I want everyone to see how good they are. <laughs> yeah. I was just, well, obviously, because I was young, I was just horrified, wasn't I? Because the room was like a matchbox. Oh, no. There was just a big boob in there oh, with us. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my it God. It is funny, though, isn't it? When you look back at, like, your younger self, how you dealt with things, yeah. how you would do with it. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine if someone did that to you now? Like, you'd just be giggling and be having a laugh about it. I'd, I'd, I'd probably, I'd probably yeah, get mine out probably as would. well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be all right then. I'll yeah, let's compare. Who's better? Right, question three. Tell me about something about hairdressing that you would put into room 101. Oh, do you know what? Right, this is going to be a, a controversial one. I know how you love controversial. Ooh, oh, I love right. it. So, obviously, me and you, we specialise in balayage, right? So we understand the fundamentals of balayage. So, and I have tried it, so I'm not knocking it before I try it. I've tried it. I don't get it. The ponytail balayage. Oh, like, yeah. no. I have, no. there is no way that no, can no, come no, out no, good. No, 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 no. I have tried it. 
there is there is just I mean all you get is some weird little messy ombre like yeah the the ponytail balayage needs to just go right if you you know yeah, yeah. there's one. just there's no reasoning on how that's going to work how it's going to look good it definitely isn't balayage for you know because it's no. not the technique and that just no that one for me needs to leave the building and then like if you pull it all so you know like a set of cap yeah. highlights right because there's a big cap in the way there, there is no way of knowing where you're pulling that bit of no. hair from it could be on the wonkens of the cap, couldn't it? It could be left, right. You don't know how that's sitting oh, underneath God. the yeah. hat. Cap, and it's cap over, highlights really. used to be. It was. It was one of those. It was like a kinder surprise, you know. Yeah, you exactly. Gonna love but it, with, hate with ponytail it. balayage, with ponytail balayage, it's the same. So if you pull all that hair up into the middle, you've got bits of hair that have had to travel longer to get there. So the outer edge of the hair, if you did that. You know, because that's been pulled a further distance into the middle. Would have left yeah, on it. And I've even tried. And it'd all be yeah, in the and middle. I've even tried the technique um, of different ponytails, like doing different section ponytails, and that doesn't work. It's it's not. It's no. never going to give you the highs and lows. Like I said, it, it's going to give you more of a balayage, uh, more of an ombre effect. Isn't is yeah, not going to yeah. give you, and and the whole reason of freehand painting is visualizing exactly where the highs and the dimensions are going to be. So when you're putting it in ponytails, it's, and, and I think that's the problem with balayage. A lot of people don't understand balayage because they can't visualize the outcome. So they think, oh, no. well, if I do these ponytails that someone's taught me, I don't have to visualize the outcome. And that takes away yeah. the whole fun of freehand painting. And it, but you just get a bit yeah. sludge. It's, and, and I've tried it a few <laughs> times and it's no. So to me, that one, anybody that does it, if you get great results, fantastic. If you're thinking about doing it, forget it. Don't even go there. And we we wanna we wanna see pictures of your success. Yeah, story. I'd love because because maybe they could yeah. teach us. <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, I'm, I I know everything. I've tried it. It didn't work for me. So if you've got an, a technique of ponytail balayage that works, let me know. But yeah. again, like I said, it's I just feel it takes away the passion of it. Yeah, me too. And there's nothing that turns me on more, <laughs> guys, than a sex, sexy paint. Yeah, it's oh, fun. Yeah. And, you know, when I teach it, I'm like, if you're not mesmerised and relaxed, you're doing something wrong. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I to me, it's, it. it's an... In and I think so many students, when I talk to them, they're terrified of balayage. But I try to remind them, when they first maybe learnt to do a bob, it was terrifying. But once they understood... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm still scared of bobs. I can't cut. Oh God! I was literally. I think for ten years, all I cut was a graduated bob. Like that was all anyone had for about ten years. So if they come back in, well, you must be, yeah, you if must they be come back in, yeah, you'll be, I'll be you'll fine, definitely. Bless you. What? What? Um, question well, four. Let's go yeah. for it. What's the biggest hairdressing mistake you have ever made to date? that you can think so of I've, I've got well I've kind of I've got two I think one is a rite of passage and I think everybody has to do this is cutting somebody's ear I, I generally <laughs> well, 
<laughs> you but are you are you even a hairdresser if you've yeah. got someone's you, ear? You, you have question? to you have to admit somebody's ear. Like you almost have to do it once and get it out of the way. But I did it with these gorgeous new, really expensive motion scissors, which were the sharpest scissors I've yeah. ever had. And I did take a chunk out of her ear. But it was great for science-wise because it is true the ear does grow back because that chunk did grow back. And did it um how badly did it bleed? Oh, my bleed? God, why do ears just bleed like there's no tomorrow? Yeah, really... literally, like, if you nip somebody's ear, I don't know if it's because it's near, like, your main artery in your neck. I, I'm not very good oh, at science. God. But if you ever nip somebody's ear, it doesn't stop bleeding. I remember running, we had a barbershop um, downstairs in our salon, and I remember running down to the barbershop going, have you got that stick that stops bleeding? That didn't stop it. We held pressure on it for about 10 minutes. That didn't stop it. Uh, it was, And the worst thing was, it was my boss's client that he'd done her hair for years, was going on holiday and said, yeah. oh, Lucy would be fantastic. And I think it was the nerves of knowing it was my boss's client. And yeah, I nipped oh her in. But I generally, I've never done it since. And I think you almost have to do it, that one, to get it out of the way. And did, did you did you stick a blue plaster? Well, on she it? literally she had to go home. <laughs> it was bleeding this much. She had to go home with one of the towels from the salon holding on her ear, <laughs> and then and then her husband yeah. rang up and complained the next day because I charged oh, her. But I was oh, like, but she no. still had a really good haircut. <laughs> you should have taken a quarter of a quarter. Yeah, of the for the quarter, the quarter yeah. But, but, <laughs> Do you know what happened? I am um, when I was at Tony and Guy, right? Um, it's a fun. I I nearly passed out. I was an assistant, right? And as this stylist, what's that? Is it called channel cutting where you cut down yes, the hair? Yeah, yeah. Like so, like say you're standing behind, and you just use the scissors to kind of slice it, like, it down. Uh, yeah, yeah. So she was doing that, like scooping it. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell you can tell her don't cut hair, can't you? Don't you know what the words are? But she's like scooping it. And she basically scooped down and took the end oh, of her nose no. off. Oh my god, my <laughs> ear story is not so bad. Oh my oh, god! I threw up. Honestly, I was <gasps> shaking. I'm not good with stuff like that. Oh, it was chaos, oh, absolute no. chaos. But it was. She didn't like, you know, like because it just bleeds so bad. It looks yeah. fifty times worse yeah. than it was. So it did end up just being like a tiny but just scratch, all that blood. like a nick. Yeah. But then the stylist put a blue Not on her nose. On no. <laughs> and the woman walked out with a blue plaster on her nose. Yeah, she didn't pay <laughs> She didn't charge her um, like I did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, but it was just, you know, like, and I felt so bad for the stylist because, like, I mean, it was it was just like a murder oh, scene, yeah. you know what I mean? But, it was but just like, awful. These things happen, don't they? So like the other thing I had was I was trying out this new bleach that had like a toner additive in it. Um so it had like yeah. a, a violet blue toner to it. And my lady had level four dark hair, did my consultation probably. So she had hair down to kind of like bra level. And she was like, no, no, yeah. there's no colour on it. It's all natural. I was like, great. So because it's a level four, I'm going to go in with this blue base. And I went back to check my foils and she was Smurf blue. She was absolutely Smurf oh, blue. And as I explained earlier, I can't lie. So I was like, um, yeah. Anna, your hair's blue. She was like, what do you mean my hair's blue? I was like, what you told me your hair was natural. What have you done? 
It's just like, she was like, well, oh, I had nice. bleach on it a year ago, but of course it's all grown out. So she thinks from root to bra level, a year, a year, oh, that would all nice. grow out. And I was like, no, we're talking years. So I then, I mean, luckily I know my fundamentals, but we ended up with the most stunning colour that I could probably never recreate, but I turned her blue. And I was just like, I, ah. I, I can't even lie. I have to tell you your hair's blue. Because I was like, I want to know why your hair is blooming blue. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, she, right, and because mate. the end result, I mean, she was freaking out. Don't get me wrong. You know, she was having like a panic attack in my chair going, what do you mean my hair's blue? And then I'm kind of, go- I, I get this really nervous giggle when I'm nervous. Like, so I'm the type yeah. of person that will giggle at a funeral. Like, it's just one of those things. Right. So like, I'm giggling. She's like, it's not funny, Lucy. I said, like, no, no, I know it's not funny. I was like, I'm just, I'm just nervous. And I'm like giggling as I'm saying it. And she, she's getting more annoyed because I'm giggling. And then oh, the more annoyed no. she's getting, the more I'm giggling because the more nervous I get. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think sometimes uh. as hairdressers, we, we have to have a very thick skin for one. And, and sometimes we do have to oh, blag yeah. it, don't we? Like I, I mean, I remember before I really understood toning. I and used to overtone and say to someone, "It will be gorgeous in a couple of washes. This is how this is how it lasts <laughs> longer." And they're like, "All oh, right, okay." <laughs> but do, do you know? Do you know what? As hairdressers, I think like it's all about managing people, yes. isn't it? Like, and I think like you've literally got to have nerves. And, and I think the that's old, the hardest um, thing for the younger generation. And I think it's quite great yeah. good with my apprentice now because she's seen some really awkward clients that I've had in my chair because yeah. they don't teach you that at college. They teach you hairdressing. No. But, you know, the biggest part of hair, like, because you could actually not be that great a hairdresser, but if you're a great people person and they love you, like yeah. I, I've known clients in salons that I've worked at. I've gone to hairdressers that are really rubbish, but they love That's them right. because they love who they are yeah. and their, their personality. So it's not always about the hair, but I, I do feel. Yeah. I mean, I've, I don't know about you. I had to learn the hard way with managing people, um, and I've been in some horrible, horrible situations that have made me go, "That's it. I'm hanging yeah. my scissors up." But I do feel there should be yeah. just like a little portion of it in college, just so they don't have to go through what we did. Oh, yeah. And like with my girls in the salon, like one of the biggest lessons that I teach them has absolutely nothing That's to really do good. with hair. It's all about dealing with clients, communicating with clients teaching the clients to communicate with you properly so you can do a proper yeah. consultation dealing with negativity dealing dealing with you know we do role play of when a client like turns around and tells you she do hates you know, her hair. do you know what the the you biggest know? tip i ever got uh, from somebody and it really worked mm-hmm. you know when and it, you know i'm never gonna sit here and say it doesn't happen so you know that you you're buzzing yeah. the hair looks amazing and then they sit yeah. there and say, I don't like it, right? So you can be yeah. two types of person. You're either naturally, you will straight away be sympathetic or you will straight yeah. away get your back up. You're one or the two. So yeah. what they say is rather than letting your first part of your brain just explode out, just stop, yeah. count to three, and then ask yeah. the question why, because then you're less likely to be defensive, you know, like, like that client yeah. that's I, 
absolute ash white blonde and says it's really yellow your first response is don't be such yeah. an idiot it's not yellow at all but <laughs> you've got to then stop and go right so tell me where you see yellow you know and and yeah I mean I always say to, especially to new clients before I even start their hair right I feel I'm going to do the best job I possibly can do for you but if at the end of the service if there's anything you don't like I would want you to tell me. I would be more offended if you didn't. So already we've opened yeah. that communication because the biggest reasons I new clients come to me is when I'm in the consultation, they're like, oh, my last hairdresser didn't do this or didn't do that. And the first thing I say to them is, well, did yeah. you tell them? Well, no. And I'm like, right, yeah. we're gonna, I'm going to start yeah. something new with you. Anything you don't like. Yeah. I want you to tell me I'm not going to be offended yeah. because I know I'm going to do a beautiful job. It might just not be what you necessarily want. And it's, I think getting that out yeah. there first stops all that hassle. Oh, and definitely. sometimes it, I, it is saying it's, to them, look, give it a week because especially when they've had a total change, I know when I've done it to my hair, like if I've changed my hair, which isn't very often, I'm red, red or a slightly different shade of red. Yeah. Um, but it's like, <laughs> oh, I don't like it today. Next, oh, I like it. Next, oh, I don't like it. You know, we, us women and even men, we're, we're a funny breed. We really are. Yeah. And I think like in our salon, like um, within this training that we do and stuff like that, um, similar to you, but we actually have a service name oh, cool. for it. Um, yeah, so we offer like a 7 to 14 day period of time where they can have what we call a tweak me. Oh, I think I've heard okay? you say about that so we don't cla- Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't class yeah. it as a redo, okay? So we, we say to the clients, if you get home and style it and you want one more highlight in your fringe or, you know, whatever you decide within the next 7 to 14 days, you feel that it's not working for you, and then we will just reschedule you for a 15-minute tweak me. And so hardly anybody ever does it, but because we say it to them in the beginning before we start their hair, and then we remind yeah. them on the way out, they just think it's incredible. Because yeah. uh, a lot of people, because that's what I hear, like, oh, nobody's ever done that before. You know, people like to know that. I mean, I yeah. did have one lady that I was just like, I think five times it took me to get the colour to where she wanted. Like, honestly, I think our brains were on totally different planets. But now she's one of my most loyal clients. So, because people say to her, oh, well, you shouldn't have done that for free. And I'm like, but if I brought a dress and I wasn't happy with it, I would expect my money back, you know, until I got the dress yeah. that I was happy with. I just feel we are giving a service I... Like And the thing is, like, she got me a lot of clients as well because I think her friends knew what she was like and how fussy she is. And they're like, oh, my God, if Lucy can get yeah. that right, you know, okay, it took five attempts, but now we know exactly where we're at. And, like, I remember after exactly. the first lockdown, she's like, Lucy, I want to try this. And I was like, not a hell's chance. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, we've done that once before, remember? And you didn't like it? Oh, yeah, best not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I think it's just, it just makes yeah. you look so professional. It makes you real. It makes you more approachable. Um, and the thing is, there's going to be 98% of hairdressers probably out there who who would have like maybe an argument yeah. with the client because, like, it, and be like, you know, well, well, yeah, yeah. that's what you chose. You chose gold. Yeah. So it's yellow. And, and that's the thing. Yellow like I said, a lot of people, our first natural reaction 
is to defend because we've spent hours creating beautiful work. And and I think, yeah. like I said at the beginning with clients being friends, if somebody doesn't like what you've done to their hair, you've got to not take it personally. If you can stand there yeah. and go, yeah. that looks absolutely stunning, and they're saying they don't like yeah. it, then don't ever take it personally. Like if you're looking at going, that looks rubbish, then yeah. okay, you need to have a word with yourself and work out why. But you just have to remember yeah. that we all see things differently, you know. And I have right, clients yeah. all the time that think they want this massive popping face frame. And then I explain to them, like, why I don't have a huge face frame. I've got quite a long face, big forehead. I don't want to draw attention yeah. to that. And they're like, oh, actually, no, I probably wouldn't like that then. Be- just because they're looking at an yeah. image of somebody that's absolutely stunning and has been filtered to the ends of the earth – you, you've, it might mean when you put it on them, you might do a beautiful job, yeah. but they just don't like it on themselves. And and I think as long as no. you don't take it personally, you'll be fine. And you can just go home yes. screaming yeah. pillow yeah. and punch Definitely. it after. See, <laughs> see my thing is, I, if, uh, my other half always knows, like if I've had a really hard day, is I just get my two dogs and I just look at them, I, I say hello, I get the two dogs, I'm like, I'll be back. And off I go. I do that when his daughter's driving me a bit nuts as well. I'm taking dogs out. <laughs> is that is that what? Yeah, that the, the, the they are the fittest dogs ever. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just like my mental oh, escape you... rather than getting angry. Oh bless Definitely. you! Definitely, we all need that sometimes, don't we? Can you believe? Oh we're my on god! This five? Been, I, I feel like I've just been sat at home. It's been nice. I'm remem- I'm remembering weird things think- in my career. <laughs> like it's a long time ago. <laughs> oh, it's like a thing sadly, this is your life isn't oh we never it? want one never <laughs> want one of those <laughs> right if you could go back and speak to yourself when you first qualified what advice would you ah, give this to is yourself? a good one so i i have no regrets in my hairdressing career um I just feel I could have done things sooner. So, for example, I trained in a fantastic salon. Um, we were very, we were trained to a very, very high standard. Like it was a very sought after salon, mm-hmm. and it was the type of salon. Like I was there eighteen years. It was a type of salon where everybody stayed. Like w- when I left, one lady was in her fifties and she'd been there since the Saturday girl. But if I could go back uh-huh. and tell that Lucy anything it would be that there is life after that salon. So is, and I, oh, I, that's I such a good one. say this is wrong, right? But the way, and, and I, I do believe we were brainwashed. I do believe we were brainwashed to stay at the salon. You could never do better. You could never go further. And they did offer us things like the British Hairdressing Awards. And um, I did a lot of competition work, but, I didn't realize how much of a big world there was out there that was accessible to little old Lucy. You know, I felt like I was a little stylist from a little town in Bristol that yes, the salon had a great name for itself, but I never thought I could ever really get anywhere bigger in the industry. Okay. Because I was held back. Now, since uh-huh. going on my own, I have gone in so many different directions, 
trying to source out where I want to go. So at the near the end of my career, I'm now figuring out exactly where I want to be and where I want to go. Had I done this 10 years ago, I think I'd be in a better position and I would be less exhausted to do it. So if, if I could say to anyone, yeah. to any young hairdressers out there, when you see hairdressers that are making a name for themselves in the industry or are doing all this great work, X, Y, and Z, they didn't do it sat on their bum. It's not, it, it's never good luck. No. If you're waiting for these opportunities to come to you, it will never, ever happen. You have to go out there and fight for who you are as a hairdresser. And I love this industry. It's I eat, breathe, and sleep hairdressing, but it's a hard industry. I personally think it's a, re- but it I do believe if you want it, go out there and source it. And there are beautiful people like yourself, Sophie, that help you along the way. And and I feel in the last five Aww. years, um, since kind of going self-employed, I have I have found the most stunning, beautiful <clears throat> hairdressers that I feel like I will have friends for life. But I had to work my ass to go and source them and find them. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the industry, you know, it, it's full of all different kind of egos and personalities and stuff. And you've just got to find yeah. your oh, people. Oh, God, definitely. I mean, like, when I was, it was funny, when I was on the British team of hairdressing, I represented the, the ladies' side. Um, but the ladies wow. in the ladies' side, that team, um, I hope to God none of them ever hear this podcast. They were so bitchy. <laughs> they were all about themselves. It was I and I was quite young to be on the British team. They were all in their like mid to late twenties. I was only seventeen. And I'm going abroad with these people that I don't know. And I felt really left out. But then I got friendly with the guys that were representing on the men's side doing all the barbering and yeah they were so much more chilled out and they were fun and had I been any good at barbering I would have loved to have gone into the barbering side because I just loved that team so I spent my whole time yeah. even though I was on the ladies team I spent my whole time with the men's team and there it wasn't because they were all men like it was men and women <laughs> but they just had a more they had more my vision. They were more chilled out, more relaxed. So I think yes. if you're in a position where you're surrounding yourself with people that don't fit who you are, you will never grow. If anything, you will probably dissolve a little bit of who you are. Yeah, I think that's you, so yeah, true. you need to surround you and you. I always say I never want to be the best in the room. If you if you work in a salon yeah. and you are the best hairdresser in that salon, you will never progress. No, yeah, you need to find yeah. the bigger puns, guys. Yeah, bigger definitely. puns. And yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, honestly, Lucy, you're an absolute inspiration. You're an absolute pleasure oh, to know. You. you know I love you. You know you're my babe. When, when you said you were going to ask me that question, I, I literally, I spent all last night thinking about it, and I was like, that is what I would tell myself, you know. Yeah. And that is and like just I said, I have no regrets. Advice. I just feel I could have got in a happier, better place in my career 10 years ago had I not been so influenced by the negative people. 
proper. And I know our listeners are going to be so inspired oh, by listening to so. you today. Um, and we, we need to tell them all where they can find you. Oh, of course. Plug, yeah. Plug, 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 so plug, um, plug. my main hair page, um, which I'm very OCD, like to keep beautiful and stunning, is on Instagram. That's underscore LK hair. But you will also find a link to that for my education page, which is an absolute mess. Um, my OCD goes out the window, but I give so much content away. And when I when I do a video and I get so excited, it just gets posted. And that one is LK Hair underscore Education. And you can also find that over in my Facebook group, yes. Colour Me Sophie Be Pride, because she's part of the Colour Divas. <laughs> but yes! where we like to have our monthly chats. So if you want, if you... Yeah, our monthly chats. Um, so the, I think there's two episodes on there of that. It's hilarious because <laughs> we all get pissed. So um, it's really funny. So if you want some more um, action from, from the old Lucy <laughs> Q, Lugella, then please, please head over there as well. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank much you for having Georgia. me. Um, it's been amazing. And you're my Yay. first Yeah. And this is my, my, my first ever I've podcast. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> ah, we There we go. You're not, you're not a podcast no. version anymore. <laughs> Oh, bless you. And I'm sure everybody's really, really enjoyed it. But let us know, guys. Um, obviously, you can give us a star rating, whether you're listening on Spotify or you're listening on Apple. Um, I, 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 is it iTunes? No, iPod? No. Podcast? Yes, the purple one. I don't even know what it's called. Um, yeah, so you can leave us a little review on there. Let us know what you think in comments or let us know what you think on social. Um, and there's only one thing left to say, really. Apart from uh, say because that's you know legit. Yeah. Um, hey Lucy, don't ever stop being Never. this awesome. <laughs> 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 Love you. See you later, everyone. Ah, oh, thanks to Squillian for joining me on this super sassy podcast episode. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as I had recording it. It was absolutely awesome. If you require more Sophie B loving in your life, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Colour Me Sophie B Pro. And of course, it's an absolute no brainer to join my totally free, super sassy hair colour education Facebook group called Colour Me Sophie B Pro. For colour class info, shimmy on over to www colourmesophiebpro.com and get your sassy ass on my class. Thank you so much for listening. You have been amazing. Now, there's only one thing left to say, Hans. Stay sassy.